Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? I'm doing well. Are things uh, kind of back and going at the seminary there in Wake Forest? Uh, Kind of. This is the in-between time, so new student orientation kicks up in the next couple of weeks, and then we get ready for a spring semester. We're in that season where uh, the fall semester's done. Chris, you know, we're back from Christmas and New Year's, but now we have PhD seminars, you know, kind of January intensive, things like that. So it's sort of this strange in-between time. So it's a little bit slower. Things are happening, uh, but you don't have the rhythm of the semester. We still have a couple of weeks for that. Well, I do want to update our listeners, Amy, on a couple of things that have happened over the holidays uh, that we haven't been able to talk about. We're going to get to the news part, but there's a couple of just little updates. First of all, the fire at First Baptist Bossier City. Uh, we contacted the Bossier Fire Department, and they were able to supply us with a, a press release that they had put out. They found the cause of the fire at First Baptist Bossier City. All right. Let's hear it. It was from a, a faulty, uninterrupted power supply. So a uh, kind of a, a battery backup for a computer kind of went bad and started the fire, and that's what led to the massive fire there at First Baptist Bossier City. That's fascinating, Jonathan, and a little unnerving to all of us who... It is, because I bet a bunch of us have those either in the office or somewhere like that. Right, and uh, so you start to want to check, you know, you want to check all of yours, make sure it... I mean, we all have things in our homes that... Power cords, laptop cords, those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that could happen. You'd, you'd mentioned yeah. a story to me about something that had happened to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were, it was when we lived in Virginia and we had a power cord for our laptop and uh, we were asleep and uh, kind of smelled something in the house. It got us up. And so we started kind of wandering around. It seemed like there was a smokiness in the air. We get into the kitchen and the cord had just completely incinerated, like in two and was smoking, and it just happened that I had left it that night on a stainless steel kitchen island that was up against the wall. It was plugged in, Uh, so when it did that, it just kind of stayed in place. It incinerated, but all the time, I would leave it, you know, on the floor. The the cord would be on a carpet, and it just happened that that night, I had put it in a spot uh, that it wasn't really around anything flammable, Um, but I've, I've never forgotten that. That was quite quite startling so um uh yeah so uh, uh, really hate hate that for uh first baptist bozier city i know they're still dealing with all the aftermath of that but i know that uh it's good for them to have the answer yes it is so uh you know just an unintentional thing that just uh you know kind of a freak accident with a piece of equipment so uh we do have an update on that and also uh there's an update in the whitfield household a certain keith whitfield has been named the acting provost for a year while Bruce Ashford is on sabbatical in 2019. So congratulations uh, yeah. to the uh, the man of the house at at the Whitfield house. Yeah. So that's a that that's another responsibility added on. Uh, but he's glad to to help and serve in that way. So it's a good opportunity, uh, and we'll allow Dr. Ashford to take his sabbatical, take care of some projects in front of him, writing opportunities, some research, things like that. Uh, and, uh, and so it, 
it, it'll be a busy year. Yes, it will. All right. Well, we also want to thank our good sponsors over at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary located in Louisville, Kentucky. They're committed to training future pastors, missionaries, and gospel leaders. You can learn more about undergraduate, graduate, and doctoral degree programs at Southern by visiting sbts.edu. Amy, on to the news here in 2019. Uh, we had our, our questions for the SBC in 2019 episode last week. This week, we turn our attention to the hard news of the SBC, and we lead off with a announcement of J.D. Greer, the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, launching the Who's Your One campaign with state conventions, associations, and the North American Mission Board. Yeah, so this is encouraging every Southern Baptist to intentionally build a relationship with one person over the course of 2019 uh, and to share the gospel and invite that person uh, to trust Christ as Lord and Savior. This is something that uh, in our area we've seen at the Summit Church, uh, but now this has been a challenge uh, put out to all Southern Baptists everywhere uh, to identify uh, to identify one person that you can connect with and share the gospel with. And can you imagine um, if uh, the millions of Southern Baptists out there, all of the churches that we have uh, were doing this, what an impact that would have. Uh, but also, you know, NAM is jumping in. There's going to be a Who's Your One evangelism kit uh, released in February through NAM, uh, designed for pastors so they can can emphasize this in their churches. A lot of exciting things coming. They're also working with local associations. Uh, great, great um, kickoff to this year. Yes, and there's going to be a uh, simulcast event on January 31st through the Southern Baptist Associational Leaders. Our good friend Ray Gentry over at the SBCAL, uh, and we'll be kind of, you know, facilitating that. And, uh, JD Greer is going to be doing that. So we're going to talk to Ray, see if we can get a link to that simulcast, be able to check that out, uh, whenever that drops on January 30th. And then you mentioned the Who's Your One kit that will formally launch on February 20th. Also uh, mentioned in a story over at the Biblical Recorder, uh, the possibility of some Gospel Above All tours in the fall of 2019, uh, focusing on evangelism. So there's going to be a lot going on with evangelism. Johnny Hunt just getting underway. Uh, you know, he started January 1st at the North American Mission Board. That was the, uh, the official day for him. Senior Vice President of Evangelism and Leadership. So he's hit the ground running and uh, partnering with J.D. Greer, the president of the SBC, for this effort. And we are excited to see what will come of that. Amy, it's the first of the month. Do you know what that means? CP. Yeah, I got some bad news, Amy. We're down 4.5% year over year, but we are up 0.19% above last year's amount. So we're above where we were last year. We're down over budget, kind of where we were the last couple of months kind of expected this. Uh, so we head into January after the first quarter uh, with a CP total of uh, $46,315,000 and change, uh, just a little bit behind the $48.5 million that was budgeted. Yeah. So uh, as we're always watching kind of the month to month uh, swings that will happen, you know, we've still got uh, we're, we're still not even halfway through the fiscal year. Uh, so we just keep, we keep watching. So this is the, this is where we've hit the first quarter. 
Um, we're 4.5% below the projected budget for the first quarter. Uh, so we just got to keep watching. Typically, we catch up in January. January is always our bigger month for CP giving. So uh, we expect that to uh, be wiped out, that 4.5% to kind of be wiped out. And we'll head on toward that uh, budgeted number for this year. So uh, I, I, not not a cause for worry yet. Uh, we'll have to see where the January numbers come in. Just based on the cycle of how money comes in typically, uh, I'd say we're kind of right on par, especially whenever you look at year over year, uh, where we did about $197 million last year, which is above the budget for this year. So we're above where we were at this point last year. And, you know, things are things are okay, but, you know, it'd be nice to wipe out that, that 4.5% yeah, behind budget. Yeah, come on, close so. the gap. Yes. All right, some news from uh, my neck of the woods, Lifeway Christian Resources. Remember, we had uh, been covering this, it seems like, throughout the podcast because the lawsuits have been going on. Uh, since uh, about 2013. So uh, there was an original lawsuit filed in 2013. That one was finally ruled on in 2016 um, about the Glorietta sale, and it was thrown out. It was refiled in 2017, thrown out again over the holidays, uh, and an appeal has been filed again over the holidays uh, for this one that was thrown out. So it, it just keeps getting thrown out, keeps getting appealed, keeps getting thrown out, keeps getting appealed. So We'll wait and see what happens with that. But that lawsuit has been thrown out uh, once more. All right, Amy, big news in Alabama. This is exciting. We mentioned Johnny Hunt started at NAM at the Alabama Baptist. Jennifer Rash began the year as the new editor-in-chief at the Alabama Baptist. Yeah, this is exciting. A really big deal. And she's been at the Alabama Baptist for quite some time. Um, it, since, uh, since 1995. Uh, so she's been just a part of things there, uh, has done a lot of great work. Uh, we covered Bob Terry's retirement, uh, a while back. And now, uh, Jennifer Rash steps in as the editor in chief. Um, but, uh, she's no stranger to the Baptist media world. And, uh, this is a no. very, very deserved position. Yes, she's uh, been there, like you said, for more than 20 years. And we're excited to see where she will lead the Alabama Baptist paper in the future. Up to Oklahoma, Amy, another uh, transition we're seeing. You know, 2018, you talked about was a year of transition. Well, we barely into 2019. And Oklahoma Baptist University President David Whitlock announced this week that he's stepping down effective immediately and will serve as chancellor for the rest of the year as they transition to a new president. Yeah, so uh, David Whitlock's been there just over 10 years. Uh, he was named the 15th president of Oklahoma Baptist in October 2008. He hit his 10-year anniversary in the fall. Um, we seem to, we have a lot of transitions happening at our Baptist universities and our seminaries, as, as we're seeing, um, but a lot of presidential transitions everywhere. Uh, and and uh, over the last 10 years, he's done a lot of great things at Oklahoma Baptist University. It really is a great, great school. I know that uh, folks are really sorry to, to see him go, but we'll be interested to see what's next for Oklahoma Baptist. Yeah, Will Smallwood, the Senior Vice President for Advancement and University Relations, is going to serve as the acting president uh, while the process to find a new president by the trustees goes on. So uh, congratulations to Will Smallwood. He's a, he's a PhD graduate of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, our our sponsor, Amy. Uh, some sad news, Amy. Jimmy Allen, former SBC president, 
uh, has passed away this past week at the age of 91. Yeah, this was a, a big one. Um, when it when it came, uh, I think you sent this to me. I think that's what I said. This is a really a really big one. So Jimmy Allen was SBC president in 1978 and 1979. Uh, so he was the SBC president the year that Adrian Rogers was elected. Um, he would be known to to be kind of the last president of the moderates before uh, the years that are, are often. Uh, referred to as the conservative resurgence, uh, began. And uh, Jimmy Allen was, I mean, he, he had, had been an entity leader. He had led the Radio and Television Commission. And uh, he for 10 years, uh, he did that after, even after, from 1980 to 1990. He had led the, the BGCT's Christian Life Commission, uh, so at the state level from 1960 to 1968. Uh, and then he was pastor of First Baptist Church San Antonio, between those two roles, between the Texas Christian Life Commission and the Radio and Television Commission. He was really engaged. He was one of the major promoters of Bold Mission Thrust, which a lot of folks will will remember. A lot of folks in today's SBC uh, would not remember him as a part of things, uh, but many will. And if you know anything about SBC history, particularly recent SBC history, Jimmy Allen is a name that you hear and know well. So we've got two um We've got two obituaries, one from uh, Baptist Press that David Roach did, also one from Baptist News Global that Bob Allen did. Uh, it's interesting because they use two different pictures. You know, Bob Allen has one that's a, a little bit more recent. He was 91. Uh, I'm not sure how old this picture is, but uh, it was. It, this would be a bit more recent. And then the Baptist Press article by David Roach uses uh, a picture from a press conference during the 1978 SBC annual meeting. So you kind of get to see him when he was. He had a glorious head of hair, Amy. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. So you kind of get to see him when he was. Wish I uh, had that hair. Yeah. When he was in his prime. But, but those articles tell a lot about him. Um, I, it's kind of amazing. He m- once met with Ayatollah Khomeini during the Iran hostage crisis. So, I mean, this is when SBC presidents are meeting with world leaders. Uh, that's, uh, you know, a, a big, that, that was a, a really big deal. So very, uh, so it's very worth your time to read uh, and see the impact that he made on the Southern Baptist Convention. He also won an Emmy, Amy, as a producer yes. of a show for ABC TV uh, on filmed in the People's Republic of China entitled yes. "China Walls and Bridges." So that's kind of cool. Not many Southern yeah. Baptists walking around with an Emmy. Let's just throw that out there. That's true. You know. That's very, very true. And you, you mentioned Bold Mission Thrust. That was kind of his thing. And Bold Mission Thrust is one of those deals in the SBC where I'd really love to sit down and talk to somebody who kind of was around during that time and to talk to them. And maybe uh, Dr. Moeller would have been around kind of a little bit in that. Uh, he was a little bit after that, but uh, he could probably speak to it because it was kind of coming of age there. But um, to talk to see about if would things have turned out differently had the conservative resurgence not happened kind of right on the backside of the bold mission thrust because yeah. it, it never really, I don't think it ever really got time to really take hold and, and, and to be fulfilled. Yeah. That was a plan. It was a plan to take the gospel uh, to every person on earth by the year 2000. So it was a, a big goal that was put forth. Uh, and then, when the controversy began, which was over doctrine and theology, you know, it w- some of those 
um, efforts from a practical standpoint. It wasn't that the desire was gone, but from a practical standpoint and the ability to put resources toward it, uh, it just was not, uh, it yeah. was no longer Got in the lost forefront. In the right. It's no longer in the yeah. forefront of people's minds. So, um, or, or in the, the priorities of things to deal with. And then at the, the end, you know, when, when we moved into early nineties and then the cooperative Baptist fellowship, formed and uh there was kind of some splintering you know then we had to move into a rebuilding phase uh so it's uh it's something that you you get to 2000 and obviously 2000 was when we updated the baptist faith and message um so there were some big things happening but you look and and realize that this goal had been had been back there uh and obviously things uh, just played out differently yeah yeah so i always kind of wonder like what if on that one so all right, well, that's going to do it for the news this week, and that's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right, we're going to go to 1963, and it's actually a pretty amazing issue. Uh, the The top story is the January 10th issue of Baptist Press from 1963. Um, the top story is about uh, Senator Robert Kerr who was uh who had just died and was at uh had, had just died on January 1st and was uh from First Baptist Oklahoma City so his funeral was was there and President John F Kennedy had come for it so there was a a, a huge story about this um and and so you definitely are going to want to read that but that's not actually the one I picked so if you keep going down, there's also... But that's you know, presidential some, history, and you didn't pick it? I didn't, and here's why. So if, you're gonna, if you go down, this is a little bit um, more... I decided I needed to go on a personal note this time. So the third story uh, in Baptist Press is about um, a new president that Wayland College um, in Plainview, Texas had named. So Roy, uh, Roy McClung was elected the eighth president of Wayland Baptist College uh, that that week, and then it was released. It was announced uh, on January tenth. Uh, Roy McClung was from Oklahoma. He had been pastor of the First Baptist Church of Ada, Oklahoma, and um, was uh, he was forty one years old. Uh, after Ada, he was pastor of the Ninth and O Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky, and um, and uh, had been member of the executive board of the BGCT. Uh, you know, all had been involved in all of these things, and he was going to be the eighth president of Wayland Baptist College. He went on uh, to be the president from 1963 to 1980. I think he had the second longest service to Wayland. Baptist College, which is one that we don't, I think it's Wayland Baptist University now. It's a, it's, it's a school we don't talk about a whole lot, but you know, as campuses all over uh, the country. After he retired, uh, he went to, you know, kind of lived a few different places. He moved back to Louisville, Kentucky and became a member of Ninth and O Baptist Church where he had served as pastor. And uh, then, interestingly enough, he his wife had died. So I'm really going into some some stories here. His wife had had passed away, and he remarried uh, a widow that back when he had been pastor in the first place, um, his wife had his first wife had discipled her, uh, 
And so they they married and were members at Ninth and O Baptist Church where he had once been pastor, where they used to take young couples out on Sunday after lunch and mentor them, including uh, myself and Keith Whitfield. And so wow. when I was looking at uh, the all the different dates, and I, I at first I actually was going to do the story about John F. Kennedy going to this funeral, and then I got to the third story, and I thought, nope, I'm going to honor Roy McClung. So we had a lot of there were a lot of big things uh, going on uh, at this time. Certainly, what was happening in Oklahoma City with Senator Robert Kerr and uh, Herschel Hobbs was officiating the funeral. Really amazing details on that, but also uh, a new president of Wayland Baptist College who uh, ended up becoming one of my friends. Um, it all happened this week in SBC history. Wow, that's kind of neat. I found his obituary where you're talking. He just passed away about six years ago. That's uh, that's right. March of 2013, so a, a long life for Dr. Roy McClung. Yeah. Dr. Roy McClung, he died at 95. Yes. So, um, yeah, he yeah, was that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, great, a great man, and even uh, in his, you know, later years, and his leadership, his thoughtfulness, all of that would really shine through. And so just us sitting around a table um, with he and his, his wife, his second wife, Betty, uh, was a, was a real joy for us and, and did a lot to, to make us who we are today. So, uh, but, but all the way back in 1963 was when that journey really started. Okay. So that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is new book that I'm very excited about. It's coming out in uh, just a few days here from Lifeway. Um, it is called Afraid of All the Things. Oh, that's the Scarlet Hiltabital book. Yes. And I'm glad that you actually like said it because I was afraid I was going to. I was afraid I was going to. I saw that coming. Yes. Thing. Yes. Yeah. So this is a book that's been building up for a, a long time. Um, and it, uh, I, I've been seeing it, have been very excited that it was coming. I can't wait to get my, get a copy and to read it. Um, but it's really about what the gospel says to our fears that when we, uh, deal with, uh, just anxiety about, you know, major things, what if this happens in my life? Uh, what do we do and how does the gospel help us avoid fear, overcome it, live beyond it, that you don't have to be afraid of everything? Um, and this is certainly, you know, she, the, the subtitle is, uh, tornadoes, cancer, adoption, and other stuff you need the gospel for. And, uh, it's a great cover. Um, I've not met Scarlett, but I follow her on Instagram and, and just kind of have tracked the, the things leading up to this book. I think it's going to be a great one. So that's my recommended one. Although I haven't read it yet. I'm just, uh, can't wait. I'm just looking forward to getting my hands on it. All right, my resource of the week is actually a conference that's going on next week in Washington, D.C. and the Washington, D.C. area. It's called Evangelicals for Life. That's something the ERLC puts on every year. Uh, we're letting you know about it this week, so you can maybe watch the live stream of it next week. Or, if you have a chance, get up there and go to the conference. It's held in conjunction with, with the March for Life. Uh, that goes on every year in D.C. And uh, the conference is going to be in the McLean, Virginia area. Dr. Moore, obviously, speaking at it. Stephen Curtis Chapman, Mary Beth Chapman, the Gettys, J.D. Greer, David Platt, Dahadi Lewis, Afshin Ziafat, Tabidi Anyabwile. Let's see, who else do I see here? Uh, Raleigh Sadler, Trillia Newbell, Scott James, Nathan Lino, Mike Glenn, Kim Morita, Susie Hawkins, Tony Morita, and many more. 
So there, there's so many people on this list. I got like 50 plus speakers. So it should be a great event up there in the DC area if you can get to it and be a part of the March for Life as well as Evangelicals for Life. Uh, if not, you can probably live stream it on the website. It's evangelicals.life. Definitely uh, worth looking into next week as uh, that goes on in the DC area. All right. Very cool. I, I hate to miss that one this next week. Just so many different things going on in our schedule uh, here. But uh, I have a lot of friends who are going to be going up there and I'll be certainly tracking it from a distance. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Amy, we're into 2019. So that means we are less than like five and a half months or, or about five months from today. I think the SBC annual meeting happens. So I can't believe that. We're at right, uh, right at 150, 151, 152 days. I'm sure Allison will keep us in track. She needs to start counting down on her Twitter feed. That way I know every day. I'll see the yeah, tweets. Yeah, she does. Uh, I'm starting to get some of the emails, you know, the the working in communications, the things that say, okay, here's the plan for um, media in terms of logistics or, you know, sponsorship requests and, and things like that. And so those are the moments that you think, all right, it's time for us to start planning. Yes, it is. So just five months away. If you don't have your hotels, go to sbcannualmeeting.net, get your hotels, get everything squared away. Be with us in Birmingham. It's going to be a great time. Can't wait to see everybody at the SBC annual meeting again this year. And uh, looking forward to that and seeing uh, President Greer and uh, what flavor he puts on the SBC annual meeting in Birmingham, Alabama. All right, Amy, that's going to do it for us this week. It's uh, We're back in the saddle, back on the news beat here in the SBC. Uh, who knows what we'll have coming up this week? I mean, we've got uh, entity head opening still, and we've got executive committee next month. We've got trustee meetings at Lifeway and uh, and Guidestone coming up, as well as NAM and IMB. And then we've got in the March area, you've got all the seminary trustee meetings. So we're it's about time to get things going, Amy. As always, we will be on the lookout and see if we have anything new to share uh, on our next episode. All right. So that'll do it for us this week. We'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.